I just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You are the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome to Life Today Live. Great to have you today. And you know, for a, a book, the Bible, that uh, is a book of peace for, for a religion and Christianity that really is of peace, there is an awful lot of fighting and, and military language, if you will, in Scripture. Why is that? Well, I think it's uh, there to teach us something, uh, to give us something we can relate to uh, that uh, is, is bigger than just uh, the physical in this world. We call it spiritual warfare. And in fact, uh, that is the basically the name of the book that we're sort of talking around today. It's called On Spiritual Warfare. It's written by Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman, as well as Sergeant Chris Pascoe. And uh, look, Lieutenant Colonel Grossman is with me today to um, uh, sort of unpack some things. And he's got a lot of uh, real-world experience in the military, so it's a very interesting angle. Lieutenant Grossman, Lieutenant Colonel Grossman, I should say, uh, welcome to Life Today Live. Hello, Randy. It's an honor to be on board, my brother. All right. And so, you know what? Go ahead. Our, our purpose as Christians mm -hmm. is spiritual warfare. This is not our home. We are, we are soldiers deployed to a war zone for the duration, and that means when we die or when Jesus comes again. And, and, the, and the thing to understand is, in normal warfare, we win in large part by killing the enemy. Mm. In spiritual warfare, we win by saving them. And we, we outline this concept of spiritual warfare. And, and as, as soldiers, we have to ask, what is our mission? And Jesus said, a new commandment I give you, to love others as I have loved you. For all practical purposes, to, to a certain degree, the Ten Commandments have been replaced by a new commandment. Jesus said uh, that, that, that to love God and to love people mm. is our purpose here on earth. Yeah. And, and that's the first step in our mission statement, to love God and to love people. Uh, and, and the next step is if we truly love them, we will bring them to the knowledge of salvation, the yeah. Great Commission. Yeah. You know, I was a non-commissioned officer, a sergeant, a paratrooper, uh, and then I became a commissioned officer. And what a commission means is we have a mission plus authority. The, the mission is to support and defend the Constitution and obey the lawful orders of the supported over us. And the authority is every commission is signed by the President of the United States. But we have the Great Commission. <clears throat> and our mission is to go in the whole world telling people about Jesus. And our authority is in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so this is, this is our mission, is the Great Commission. This is what we're here on earth for. And what we got to understand is this. In the end, and bring everything to God in prayer. Everything should be before God in prayer. But in the end, we're all going to die. And in the end, every nation falls over my dead body. In the end, our son will die. But eternity continues. So you got to understand from that eternal perspective, to bring one person to the knowledge of salvation is worth all the suffering and all the loss here on earth put together. Uh, the infinity is, is truly, if you wrap your mind around this, this enormous, Im unthinkable immensity of eternity, it, it is greater than anything here on earth. 
And and so stay focused on the big picture. Don't let the little things break down. And we talk about don't curse God when he doesn't answer your prayers the way you think he should. Yeah, yeah. The primary thing we should be praying for is not a few more years on this earth, although it's good to pray for that, not for less suffering, but pray first and foremost for eternity in heaven for those that we love, that we can bring, we can be the tools. I love that you started this with the Billy Graham quote. Uh, and what the magnificent power of Billy Graham and and the people that came to the knowledge of salvation through that man. And, and that's our goal. Yeah. And, and, and so we talk about how we do it, right? Yeah. Uh, love God and love people. That's our mission. Uh, our commission is to bring people to the knowledge of salvation. And, and, and the way we do that is Galatians 6, 9. Grow ye not weary of doing good. In the fullness of time, we reap rewards. We're not all going to be missionaries. We're not all going to be Billy Graham. But we are all living witnesses. Yeah. And we should we should try with all our heart to to live the sermon and not preach it. Yeah. Everything we do, we give to God. And this is so important. We give the honor and glory to God. If we seek the glory for ourselves, it's always hollow. It's always empty. Whatever it is, you're, you're beautiful. You're going to be ugly. You're rich. You're going to die. You're going to die. And none of it does you any good. Uh, you're a great athlete, good for you, but your body will grow old. You have family that loves you. They will move on. The only thing that is eternal is God's love, and we give the honor and glory to him. And, and he returns that with the final step in our mission statement, to live a life of love and joy and peace through God. And, and so this is spiritual warfare. Yeah. And, and we got to understand the fact that we are not God's puppets. Uh, loving God would not manipulate every act of every person. God lets people make their own decision. And that means a lot of people make bad decisions. Yeah. And a lot of bad things happen. Mm -hmm. I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm our nation's, one of our nation's largest trainers of law enforcement. I retired from the Army uh, 26 years ago. I've been on the road over 200 days a year for 26 years. I, I may be the only person ever certified to train cops in all 50 states, every federal agency, all of our military. I'm going to Ukraine in May. One of my books on combat is translated in Ukrainian now, and I'm going there to train their troops for a week. Uh, I, I, people say, well, I know Grossman's on combat. I know Grossman's on killing. They're both on the Marine Corps Commandant's Required Reading List. Really? What does Grossman have to say about on spiritual combat and on spiritual warfare? These are our two books. On spiritual combat is basic training, equipment issue, Ephesians chapter 6, and our mission and our drills. And then on spiritual warfare, dive right into the deep end uh, on what spiritual warfare means, things we've lined out there. But but we're not God's puppets. I, all my first responders, they see terrible things. Yeah. And they ask an existential question. I tell them, it, this is not a religious thing. Every human being says, how could a loving God allow these terrible things to happen? Yeah. And the point is that this loving God will not manipulate every single aspect of your life. People make bad decisions. Just say, God, do something. He says, I did. I sent you. Hmm. And that's spiritual warfare. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, uh, go, go ahead. Yeah, well, so you, you mentioned that, you know, spiritual warfare is is winning people to Christ. And absolutely 100%. Yes. We, we win just one person, all of heaven rejoices. You know that oh, scripture, yes. right? Isn't that great? Yes. Um, but there's also an element uh, that you do address, which is defeating a, an enemy or defeating evil. Um, and, and, you know, we can go 
you, you hear some preachers, that's all they talk about, <laughs> right? You know, so I think there's a balance here. But what, what do you see when you look at a part of our mission as being to defeat evil? Yeah. Well, one of our major weapons, you know, when we go through Ephesians chapter 6, the final thing is the radio. Most people say the sword of the Spirit, but the next verse says, praying ceaselessly in the Spirit. <laughs> and prayer is our radio. Yeah. You know, I'm an infantry soldier on the battlefield. I'm a paratrooper. And all I've got in the world is what I can carry on my back. But on my back is that radio. And with that radio, we call in airstrikes, and we call in artillery, we call in resupply, we call in medevac. Hmm. Our, our true power lies in that radio, and our great power as Christians lies in prayer. And the primary thing we should be praying for is more faith and more love. And, and, and God asks us to step, and every step of the way, ask for more faith. We, we got to understand, I tell people, there's so many people out there who say, I wish it was true. I wish there was a loving God. I wish there was such a world. Well, that is a seed of faith. Mm. We recognize that what is a little seed of faith, and we can plant that seed. The man came to Jesus, said, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Yeah. Boom. Jesus did what he asked him to do. All God asks us to do is ask for more faith and, and ask for more love. When, when things go wrong, the two major things we should be praying for, you know, praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. Boom. Pray <laughs> for more faith and pray for more love. You know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm my bride of 48 years. Uh, uh, and my high school sweetheart is with me. Uh, it'll be 49 in July. Congratulations. Uh, she was she was 15. I was 17 when I proposed to her. We, wow. we are from Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> Two years later, she married a crazy army paratrooper. Uh, been 50 years together, 49 years married, 40, almost 49 years married, uh, 50 years since I proposed to her. And I love her more than life itself, but I still get angry. And I still get frustrated. And old age is not for sissies. Old age just gets <laughs> worse and worse. And every time I get frustrated, I say, Lord, give me more, more, more love. Give me more faith. And, and, and so plant that little seed of faith and say, Lord, I, I want to believe. Help my belief. And boom, every step of the way, every day, we should be asking for more faith and more love. Because love is our mission. Understand that. Love is why we're here. A new commandment I give you, to love others as I have loved you. And our mission is to love. And God is love, and all love flows from God. So one of our daily prayers should be for more love. Now, I, you and I prayed before we started this session. Uh, yeah, the, the, the Bible tells us, wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there am I in your midst. You know, prayers have power, but when you have a prayer partner who prays with you, mm -hmm. it has extra power. And your prayers have extra mojo. And, and your spouse should be your daily prayer buddy. You know, whether, whether I'm, I'm off in a distant land, whether I'm, whether I'm you know, on the phone, uh, online, or in person, my wife and I pray together every night, and, and to close out the prayer, we pray for each other, and we close out the prayer with, with asking for more faith and more love for each other and for God. And, and, and God honors those prayers above all else. This is our primary weapon to defeat evil, is, is prayer. And just stop and say, God, give me more faith. Boom. That should be our immediate reaction to whatever happens. Whenever we're pressed, whenever we're troubled, God, give me more faith. Give me more love. Boom. And in faith and in love, we can we can deal with everything that's placed before us. When we talk about spiritual warfare, we talk about our role in a republic or, or a democracy. Uh, we are the rulers in this nation. Through our votes 
And through our influence of our elected officials in a republic such as ours, we are the rulers. Now, look at what God did to the unrighteous rulers in the Old Testament. <laughs> not good. If they did not use their authority, if they did not use their authority to move their nation towards righteousness, they, they were cursed. And if we do not vote and do not vote for righteousness, then we are like the rulers, the evil rulers of the Old Testament. Mm. We, we have been given authority here on earth, and it was reflected in our votes. <clears throat> so as part of spiritual warfare, we talk about how that we, we, we battle simultaneously in the physical world and the spiritual world. Now, ultimately, that spiritual is infinitely more important, mm -hmm. but we still live in that spiritual world. We still have to fight in that spiritual world. And one of the primary tools we have is to influence our nation towards righteousness. Sake. And if we do not vote and do not vote for righteousness, then we are like the, the rulers of the Old Testament, uh, Israel and Judea, who, who, who did not move their nation towards righteousness. And that, that, is, that should be a conviction upon all of us. What, what do you do when righteousness is uh, not actually on the ballot? Yeah, it's not all that easy, is it? No, but, you know, that, like the old kings, you know, they, they, they weren't perfect. They did the best they could. Uh, you know, King David, one of the greatest kings, uh, made many, many mistakes. Yeah, he but he always tried to choose the lesser evil. Yeah. You know, we, we, we just don't don't throw everything away. I, I, ignore the haircut. Ignore the, the, the you know, the, oh, the goofiness. Ignore all the other goofiness. I say, which one is moving our nation down paths of righteousness? Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and which one, you know, which one wants us, which one supports the genital mutilation of children <laughs> without the knowledge of their parents? Exactly. Which one supports the abortion of a child from the mother's womb the day before it's born? They have totally sold out to third trimester abortions. They've totally sold out to, to genital mutilation of children. It's a where's righteousness? Yeah. You know, again, yeah. we can be frustrated by things, but but ah, yeah. it's a pretty straightforward choice. <laughs> that, Take a minute. That's what I think. At I, the outcome, I, I am beyond the point of looking at personalities uh, and you know looking at someone as as any kind of savior, and I'm just looking at results. I mean, just just look at the results. Anyway, amen. The fruit, by the fruit shall you judge. Exactly right. All right, so, all right, so let's let's move off of <laughs> the, <laughs> some well, political for a second, because yeah. I, even though I I hundred percent agree with you, we should be engaged yeah. in the culture. We should be impacting the culture. Yes. But that yes. that overarching authority is the spiritual, which, which is what you're talking about. Again, this is the book on spiritual warfare by Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman, Sergeant Chris Pasco. Uh, one of the things you touch on there or, or is it use a military term called warning orders uh what what are you what are you warning about in this well you know it's it's funny uh we're drawing on something 500 years old and erasmus was one of the, the great thinkers in this era and he wrote 22 orders principles to be virtuous in a violent world hmm. and martin luther turned around and wrote 22 warnings to go with every order. So in the military, we have the concept of a warning order. And a warning order is communicating as much information as you currently have, communicating the mission. If all else fails, the warning order should be sufficient all by itself to go accomplish the mission and, and, and to let people know that there's more to come. You give all the info you have at this point in time, so we have 22 warnings from Erasmus, or 22 orders from Erasmus. 
and 22 warnings from Martin Luther. And we've wrapped the whole book around those. Hmm. And, and they're so powerful when they guide our thinking and guide the process. And one of them, one of them truly is to reinforce your faith. And, and, and we talk about it really did happen. Got to wrap your mind around that. Jesus really did die on the cross. He really did rise from the dead. Doubting Thomas really did touch the wound in his side. Mm -hmm. and, and it really did happen. And 11 of the 12 disciples died for their faith. Men don't die for a lie. Mm -hmm. And then we've got solid Roman history of the disciples' disciples who died for their faith. Men don't die for a lie. And the crazy thing is, you don't have to die for your faith. Somebody holds a gun to your head and says, you know, we want you to convert. All right, I convert. Uh, you know, if, if you convince me. But on the inside, we have eternal salvation. We, 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 still, we still are saved if they put a gun to our head. But the thing is that they wanted to show that their God was greater than death. Grave, where is our power? Death, where is our sting? Mm -hmm. And they were willing, to, and the Romans were fascinated by this. The Romans had never seen people who would die for their faith. And, and, and to be able to say, it really did happen. And eventually, it, it, the, the, the Christian faith became the faith of the East, Eastern Roman Empire. And, and, and the Byzantine Empire, for over a thousand years, mm -hmm. that empire reigned. And it was Christianity that sustained them and empowered them for one of the longest reigns of, of, of any empire in history, the Eastern Roman Empire, the, the Byzantium. And, and this, is, this is astounding. They, they, these martyrs convinced the Romans. Ultimately, the Romans embraced that faith. It really did happen. Mm -hmm. These people believe it. They saw it, and they died for it. And we kind of wrap our mind around that. That lies at the heart of the matter. We talk about people who are trying to predict when the end times are. Let, let's focus our attention back on the beginning times. These martyrs, and we've got four parallel written narratives about what happened. The miracles really did happen. He really did die. He really did come back from the grave. That is the key of everything. And, and, and we know that death has no power. That the grave has no power. Death has no sting. That's going on my gravestone. And, and, uh, <laughs> and, and you, know, you know, grave, where is our power? Death, where is our sting? And, and, and the truth is that, that that's the heart of the whole matter, is to wrap your mind around that and embrace that. And then what does Jesus tell us? A new commandment I give you. What's our mission, soldiers? To love others as I have loved you. How, did, how much did Jesus love us? Enough to die for us, you know? Uh, I train cops. I train first responders, fire, largest fire department in America. I train our military. And Jesus said, greater love is known than this, that they lay down their life for their friends. Mm -hmm. So what manner of love is this, that people lay down their life for strangers? What manner of love is this, yeah. that our first responders walk out the door every day and lay their lives down for mm -hmm. people they've never met? Yeah. But hear that verse one more time. And I tell this to all my audiences. Greater love is known than this, that they lay down their life for their friends. But there are many ways to lay down your life. There's many ways to lay down your life. Sometimes the greatest love is not to sacrifice your life, but to live a life of sacrifice. Mm. And that's what God calls us to. Yeah. Our, we, we store up our treasure in heaven. 
Nobody is a cop for the money. Nobody's a cop because they like to boss people around. Oh, yeah, cops like to... <laughs> you, you've never seen anybody who gets more disrespect and more back talk and more garbage every day than our cops do. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're doing this job. All of our first responders, they're not doing it for the money. They're doing it because they want to use their life to make the world a, bit, a little bit better place. Let me ask, how, when, you, when you talk to these men and women um, using a lot of the language that they live in, uh, what what is the response? What kind of response do you get? Enormous positive response. Mm. Uh, you know, I, 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 when I'm teaching just military and just law enforcement, I, I do what I call them a spiritual ambush. I do it in a way that, that they can't really protest. I can say, you know, I teach resiliency. And one of the pillars of resiliency around the planet is faith. Uh, the key is to, to recognize the fact, you know, Viktor Frankl in a Nazi death camp walked out without PTSD. That's resiliency. Mm. He said, I realize the only thing universe these Nazis couldn't control is how I choose to respond. Mm. And if you recognize the only thing universe you can control is how you choose to respond. All those things you can't control, give them to a higher power. And I tell them my higher power is here. If you want more information, here's my book on spiritual warfare <laughs> and on spiritual combat. Uh, a Christian Book Award finalist that we wrote, uh, it's called uh, Bulletproof Marriage, and, uh, how to leverage your faith into your, uh, into your relationship. The most important relationship we'll ever have on earth is our spouse, our marriage. Mm -hmm. so, so they're extremely receptive. I, I'm, I've been attacked by cancel culture that come at me 100 miles an hour, twisting and distorting. Uh, and blessed are you when, when the world should condemn you for my name's sake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're just driving on. We've been widely accepted. I just trained the Pennsylvania Sheriff's Association, every sheriff in Pennsylvania, wow. all day long, just last week. Wow. Uh, just last week at the Kansas Gang Investigators Conference, we had every gang investigator in Kansas and yeah. trained them all week. We had two academies in uh, last Saturday in, uh, in, in, uh, in uh, where were we? Anyway, <laughs> yeah. It was Florida. It was in, in the Pen at Pensacola, Florida. Uh, opened up to have all the local police come and join us. We filled up a church uh, there in Pensacola, big, big church, and uh, uh, and and praise God, you know, it all comes back to that spiritual warfare well, and and turning around and giving it all to God. Let me ask you for the uh, non-military person, the non-first yes. responder, normal, uh, normal. That's the wrong word. Yes, uh, yes. civilian people such as myself, yes. right? Uh, they don't need to be military to understand this, do they? No, it is, and, and it's fun that take that military context, but it's not necessary. I thank you for asking that. Uh, it is open to reading by everybody. Uh, people kind of like that military umbrella. You know, our first book was called uh, uh, 30 Missions for Victorious Warfare. And people said, wow, I, I could skip a chapter, but I can't skip a mission. <laughs> and then we got these warning orders. And people say, oh, you know, this is not a normal chapter. This is a warning order. I can't skip that. I'm pulled on to the next chapter and the next chapter. Yeah. So the format makes it interesting and different. The format gives it power, but it's it is open to everyone, yeah. and I think it'll be a blessing to everyone. Uh, no, no doubt about it. I love it. I love your call to action, Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman. Thank you for being with us today. God bless you and God bless America. I appreciate all you guys out there watching. It's time to fight, and the good news is you win. <laughs> we already know the outcome, so a little little bit unfair, but. That's our guy. Appreciate you guys being here. If you know somebody that would be interested in this, hit that share button. If you haven't like, follow, or subscribe, invite you to do that. You can follow up uh, with Lieutenant Colonel Grossman at Grossman on Truth. Looks just like this. 
We'll see you next time here on Life Today Live. Thank you, Randy.